Silent scan. Silent scan. Bombs and bits. You can't control us. Bombs and bits. A frightening dystopia. Bombs and bits. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Open your eyes. Bombs and bits. An alternate reality. We begin as wanderers, and we are wanderers still. Welcome, everyone, to another edition of Bombs and Bants with John, Mark, and the Missus. I'm John, and with me, as always, is Mark. Howdy. And the Missus. Hello, all you happy people. We'll cover three stories in this week's episode. Up first will be the biggest thing lacking in prepping from the Prepper Journal with Mark. Second, we'll have the strange story of DC's lost AM radio station with the Missus. And wrapping things up will be me with Mind Matters and a little-known civil rights law that could bring big tech to its knees. We'll also hear from tonight's sponsor. Well, it can't be SpaceX because they were last week. No, it's the Canadian Tourism Board. Well, how exciting is that, don't you know? No, it's much ado about nothing. Sorry. (laughs) Do you think Canadians ever get pissed off in the way we imitate their accents? They're too polite eh, to, you know, say anything. So they just it, flip us off behind our backs. <laughs> it's like making fun of the Amish. Oh, America's hat. Yes. Anyway, uh, additionally, we have an extra bonus feature this week. It's Mr. Government's Neighborhood. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Up first is Mark with the biggest thing lacking in prepping. All right. Thank you, John. The uh, article goes into uh obviously from the title you can probably figure it out the biggest thing lacking from prepping and that is uh, according to the author the lack of thinking big essentially in in prepping he talks about how preppers are so oriented towards the small unit you know the individual survivor or the or a family group surviving that they lose sight of the fact that uh in order to to survive if it passed a you know if it's a real serious you know, civilization destroying type of disaster or, you know, something less like a civil war. You're going to need to have uh, larger groups both to to protect and watch over crops and, and help each other out and, and everything, but just do the larger job of rebuilding. He goes into a little bit of detail on setting up uh, self-protection groups and you know, and I, I think I think it's a good idea. He he thinks that preppers should combat this to to get more people. They need to get more people involved. Basically, is what he says. They should proselytize more. You know, I'm fine with that. I'm, my church teaches people to get prepared, so I can kill two birds with one stone. It does bring up a sort of an interesting idea. I've always been intrigued with the idea of what would you actually have to do though to rebuild. And he talks about rebuilding, and I'm not sure what extent he means. You know. There are some good books out there. One in particular that deals specifically with that issue is called The Knowledge by Lewis Dartnell. He doesn't actually tell you how to do all the different steps, but what he does is he lays out a series of steps and technologies that you'd want to try to at least recover the the technological uh, aspects of civilization. I, I myself have started putting together sort of a library of some books I think that would be cover you know a little bit in in uh, a broad variety of projects although I have to store these electronically so I guess you know if there's an EMP then I'm screwed but out of luck out of luck that's the way it goes this uh, article made me think of a, a few things number one 
he tried real hard, but he could use a little bit of editing. This particular article is a lot less polished than those that I normally see on the web. Can you say that in your German grammar Nazi accent? Und if this is the end of the world, there is only one soda for me, Dr. Prepper. Dr. <laughs> oh, and it wasn't so much the grammar, it's just uh, you can tell that a little less polish. And then I saw that it was part of a writing contest. And so good on him for, for giving that shot. The serious part of the commentary is that really there is kind of an ideal size for human tribes or groups wandering around. And that size is probably somewhere between 75 and 150. You can know everybody personally and you can interact with them and everyone can have a meaningful place in the group. To a prepper, every cloud does have a silver lining, except mushroom clouds. That's strontium 90. And <laughs> vegans. After the fall of civilizations, vegans will be expensive because they're grass-fed. Come on, oh. man. God, cannibalism. Are you well, about, I was, I'm going to ask if you're talking about feeding them or eating them. How does that work? <laughs> well, you got to, you know, get to them. No. That's the trick to do both. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, and here, here's the downside, though, I see. You know, he, he was talking about people maybe making agreements with farmers and so forth. And, you know, we, we've actually seen this work out before. The, when the Roman Empire fell, a lot of the farmland, especially the very productive farmland, was actually owned by large landholders. If you look at farming today, it's the same type of thing. You have these large farms that started off as a family farm maybe 100 or 80 years ago and have now morphed into this weird conglomerate of mixture of trusts and corporations and LLCs and everything. But they own tens of thousands of acres, maybe. Maybe but I'm exaggerating, but still a lot. And so what happened after, but you know, turning back to the Roman Empire, the result was is after the Roman Empire collapsed, you saw the rise of feudalism because basically you had a big landowner going, well, okay, I'll let you farm and, and help me out here, but I'm going to take part of what you produce and you're going to stay here as a serf. And, you know, I'll, I'll be honest, I think if, if we had a substantial collapse that we'd see a, a, a rise in, you know, a type of, not necessarily an exact copy, but I think we'd see a type of feudalism and serfdom pop up. And, and mainly, I think that that's due to the technology. Uh, when you look at the Roman Empire, the Roman Empire was at the limits of what could be done technologically at the time, as far as communications and transportation, coordination of a, of a single uh, peoples. And so because the aliens hadn't showed up yet to give them the transistor. That's right. Okay. <laughs> but when you look at today, today we are much, much uh, larger. And are able to have essentially a global society because of the technology we have. You strip away that technology and you get correspondingly smaller logical group sizes. So, you know, you go back to 1850s technology, you have an effective span of control that's probably more like a European state at the time or even, even the United States, which had very tenuous control out here um, in the West. Yeah, and that's another factor. I mean, without the communications, you just can't control an, uh, a large area of land. But if you take away all the technology, then you don't have the, the tractors and you don't have the ability to have people come in with the, the chemicals that they need for controlling pests or controlling weeds, the fertilizer. In theory, if you, if you had a big enough collapse, 
and stripped away all that technology, you'd be back to essentially the hand labor. Well, you have to have the warlord because who else is going to raise the vegans? <laughs> I think it's time to move off to our friends north of the border, the Canadian Tourism Board. Good day. I'm Prime Minister Trudeau, and this is my wife. Eh? Say hello. Hello, eh? Welcome to the commercial about why you should come on up to Canada. First, you can meet the other tourist. He's in Montreal, eh? Second, you can stay in one of our cozy COVID isolation camps. Uh, luxury hotels. It's only for a month or two until we're sure you're clean enough to come into Canada. Third, you can come stay a week with me in the Prime Minister Amusement Park and Restaurant. It's where I spend most days, eh? Playing with the toy trains and the converted Chuck E. Cheeses. If you're the first from your culture to come and visit, I'll dress just like you so you can feel comfortable. And if your skin is a little bit darker, I'll paint mine just to match yours to show I care. Fourth, you can wax a moose. You'd think that would make them angry, and you'd be right. Why would you want to wax a moose? Why wouldn't you want to wax a moose? Fifth, you can practice our national sport, Extreme Curling, where we sweep ice in front of a big heavy disc. It's more exciting than golf because our players are required to drink while they do it, and they have knives. Sixth, David Cronenberg, Canada's Poet Laureate. You can spend the weekend working with him on a screenplay. Remember, we Canadians don't know everything about sex, but David Cronenberg just might. Remember our slogan at the Canadian Tourism Board. We're nice and polite in Canada, eh? But that's just so you don't figure out we're actually mutants that live underground and have a nuclear stockpile as well. As an advanced bioweapons program so we can invade the United States if another ice age comes. Looking, Looking forward, forward to, to seeing you, eh? <laughs> Well, that commercial took a dark turn. I thought the Canadians were nice. Who knew? All right, up next, our second story. The strange story of DC's lost AM radio station still transmitting inauguration road closures from 2013. Well, it's important for the time travelers. When you go back to 2013, you need to know where the roads are going to be closed. Well, the essence of the story, and the story was on thedrive.com, written by a guy named Rob Stumpf. Let me make sure I pronounce the P and the F at the end of his name. Let me get that right. So the essence of this story is that there was a Washington, D.C. AM radio station that has been broadcasting the same traffic report since 2013. And no one really seems to know why. It wasn't, it was a low power station because it couldn't be heard in all parts of the city equally. They weren't sure really where it was coming from. Naturally, the government got involved and they called the FCC. So the FCC got their top men, top men, on the case. Verdict by the FCC was that someone forgot to turn the switch off. They thought this was probably a bunch of uh, kind of dummy stations that were set up just for the inauguration. They were low power. The terms of their licenses, actually, they were kind of long because apparently their licenses for these stations expired sometime this mm -hmm. year. So, you know, they had the license for eight years. But it was probably just kind of a dummy station run automatically, powered by a backup solar panel, and it just never got switched off. Yep. You know, it's kind of a lost technology at the end of time, still telling you, please note that the bridge is closed over the Potomac River. Please prepare to take an alternate route. Well, it just made me think that that is a uh, really long time for a board up to fall asleep. Well, though not unheard of. <laughs> that's true. Well, now I, I will tell you, I did just read the other day 
about a letter that they'd found in Germany, 110 years old, opened it up. You'll never guess it was an acceptance letter to an art school. Hmm. Yeah. Shocking. <laughs> Wonder if that, well, I guess that never would have changed the world, right? Did the said artists not make it because the uh, bridge of the Potomac was closed? Well. Did he have some trouble getting into <laughs> Moscow? <laughs> he did. Okay. <laughs> But, uh, but you, you know, this also shows another truism of the world. Who listens to AM? <laughs> As well, you know, I, what I thought was interesting was how quick the Department of Homeland Security got involved, how excited they were about it. The, the author apparently talked quite a bit with this guy with the Department of Homeland Security. And then we don't know what happened as far as what they found out, where it was or anything, because... It's apparently a guy never bothered to call back or maybe I got it's it, Mark. top I, secret. I got this, Mark. <laughs> apparently, we all live in a simulation. They got there. It was the computer and it was still playing the game. The civilization we live in from 2013. And, and the, it was a little flashing icon that says, do you want to save changes? It was just somebody started playing Fallout 3 and forgot to turn it off. There you go. <laughs> Seriously, though, how often do you start with a traffic report for a story that ends in a cliffhanger? That will never mm. be solved. Never be solved. We need to put Scully and Mulder right on that one. Does that mean more X-Files this week? More X-Files memes for you, gentle viewers. Yes, more X-Files memes and Mr. Government's Neighborhood. I Yay. You know they want to be our neighbor. <laughs> I think they want a little more than that. Howdy, citizen. Hang on while I get a little more comfortable. You don't mind that, do you? I thought you wouldn't. I love putting on my gloves. These ones are extra special. The knuckles are hardened plastic, so if you strike something really hard, you don't get hurt. Can you say plastic? I thought you could. Oh, I wonder who it could be knocking. Let's go see. Mr. Government, it's me, Minister of Internal Security, McSqueely. Hi, Minister McSqueely. Why don't you come on in? Thank you, Mr. Government. Heard from any good confidential informants lately? Sure have, and I also have had great luck monitoring telephone conversations. Do you have any advice for the children out there, Minister McSqueely? Children, if your parents have ever said anything even slightly bad about the government, it's your duty to report it. It's for their own good. Wow. Thanks, Minister McSqueely. Well, that's all the time we have this week, children. Next week, we'll meet up with King ATF and Queen FBI to see how their kingdom is going. Our final story for this broadcast is from Mind Matters, a little-known civil rights law that could bring big tech to its knees. Seattle. It's a place. I believe they have pancakes there. Fish market. Buildings. I think Football, baseball uh, team. I think they have people there too. Maybe a basketball team. They also have these crazy things called laws. You wouldn't know that from last summer's riots. No. Yes, I know. But they have a law that protects political ideology. And their law is any idea or belief or coordinated body of ideas or beliefs relating to the perfect purpose, conduct, organization, function, or basis of government 
and related institutions and activities, whether or not characteristic of any political party or group. Hello, it's illegal to discriminate against any political group in Seattle. Oh, you know that doesn't apply to conservatives? Mm-hmm. Where have, have you been living under a rock for the past year? Well, four years? I like to pretend at least. Can but, you hear my eyes rolling? But uh, so when Amazon took Parler off because they didn't like Parler's ideology, Parler can now sue Amazon for exactly that for being against their ideology. And that to me is is pretty powerful because Amazon is there, they're absolutely vulnerable to these lawsuits and it would just be amusing as heck to watch them get sued. Now, you and I both know that this was probably put in place to protect Marxists. And as such, it was kind of ineffective since most 17 year olds don't have lawyers. They'll come up with some other excuse. I mean, they'll they'll just be saying, well, we took Parlor off because they violated a term of service that was not, not related to a political party or viewpoint. So are you saying that my jokes and civil rights in 2021 have a lot in common? Only certain people get them? Absolutely. Correct. Well, I just l- w- wish for an older, happier day. You know, when we had sitcoms, like that sitcom about civil rights back in the early 2000s, Malcolm X in the middle. (laughs) Well, on that note, we'll be back next week with another edition of Bombs and Bants. And thank you for listening. I'm John. I'm Mark. And I'm Vanessa. Take care. Y'all come back now, you hear?